0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and now New York. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a 100000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com promo code SGP. Ross brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com forward slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Deep down. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, February 4th, currently 434 on the East Coast, early Friday evening. And boy, do we have a big show tonight. We are going to dive into the prop bets for the big game. And this has been the episode I have been looking forward to the most. First, joining me as usual, my partner in crime and the prop god from the West Coast, Dan Titus. Dan, how you feeling this Friday afternoon, my man?
1: Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm actually throwing down some pro some Pro Bowl props here, so I didn't think I'd get that <laughs> D-Gen, but you know, we're here to talk about the Super Bowl and super excited for our guest here.
0: Yeah, true D-gen, Uh putting prop bets on the Pro Bowl. But uh, now, for our loyal listeners, you guys know I love bringing out the big guns for the big sporting events. We did it for the world series. We had Dave on, we had a uh, minty on, and we of course had to do it for the big game, the super bowl. And as avid prop betters like myself and Dan, I had to do my best to bring on probably one of the best, if not the best, prop better in the betting industry. She is the newest addition for Yahoo Sports team. She has been covering sports since her days at Syracuse University. Before joining Yahoo Sports, she was a host on SportsGrid and covered all major sports. She is the Prop queen, Prop queen, Ariel Epstein. Ariel, welcome to the PropCast, and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I just had no idea I was coming out with a Red Sox fan, or else I might have had to turn you down. Oh, uh, don't tell
0: me you're <laughs> a Yankees fan. We need to end the show right now. <laughs>
2: I have to be. Not only did they start my love for sports, they hired me as an intern more than any other team did, so I've got to be a Yankees fan for life.
0: Okay, well, well we'll let that one slide then. We'll let that one slide. Uh, hopefully we don't butt heads here on the propcast, uh going between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, definitely I am a Red Sox fan, but um here to talk about the big game, the Super Bowl. And you know, Dan and I started this prop cast uh just this past season after the NBA season and, you know, it's grown over the NFL season. We do it for the NBA. And I, and I'm just so glad that we're able to have you on the show. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, Let's just start right there, Ariel. I mean, you have a huge following on Twitter. Um, Prop betting is kind of your forte in, um, in betting across whether it's NBA, MLB, um, the NFL obviously. So, I want to start with this particular season with NFL, and then, or let me start with this. We, we talk about the traditional betting that happens in uh sports betting, right? Whether it's a money line, a total, uh, a spread, but I, I think that we've uncovered uh, maybe over the past couple of years where prop betting has really become a lot more fun. I think for a lot or lack of better words, what kind of brought you into the prop betting side versus a traditional betting um, that most people are used to, whether it's side total and, um, you know, the spread or the money line, but you as a prop better, what kind of brought you into that side of the world?
2: So what brought me into the side of the prop world is because I loved fantasy sports my whole life. I've loved it since I was in sixth grade playing fantasy baseball. i my guy friends kicked me out of the league by eighth grade because I won the league in sixth and seventh grade. I ended up being the only, the only thing that my parents allowed for me to do because they thought at the time, social media, like my space, Facebook was just bad. They thought rebel children did it. <laughs> don't tell them I did it, but they don't know. I deleted the history. <laughs> the one thing they'd let me do with, strangers was be in the fantasy leagues because my friends stopped letting me in. Then I ended up playing a lot of fantasy baseball, eventually started learning more about football. Once 2019 rolled around and I was unemployed, I left local news, didn't really know what to do next. realized that sports betting was probably going to blow up at some point. I didn't think it would even be this early, just figured it would probably be within the next 10 years. Thought, you know, let me jump into this and join the media world of sports betting to be honest, I didn't know much about being a sharp. I just kind of did the basic like spreads and money lines, totals thing and didn't really know much about being good at it. Just like everyone else was saying, oh, it's too many points. Bet it. Stupid. What I did know was that I loved fantasy sports and it was my easy way of transitioning, especially because no one was tackling it yet. In the props world, it really became new once PASPO was repealed in 2018 and New Jersey expanded the props menu. Vegas doesn't care about props. All my friends hate being in Vegas now because the props market is atrocious. Yeah. That's why when I took advantage of props back in 2019, it helped me make a name for myself because no one else was really diving into it yet. And this was not passing yards, receiving yards, rushing yards. I started going after the pass attempts prop or rush attempts or any of those kinds of markets that Vegas doesn't allow you to have. That's what helped me to make a name for myself. And it's the reason that I focus more on it too, because you've got way more options, which means you have way more edges in a particular game or even on a particular slate than you would when it comes to dealing with spreads, money lines, and totals.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, I think your journey to player props was similar to mine. I have played fantasy sports my whole life. I'm 36 now. I've been probably playing since I was like 13 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really saw that correlation between fantasy production and player props. Um, and you know, once player props started to become more popular, you started noticing that the books, it was really hard for them to start catching up to some of these edge cases. So I love that you will outline that earlier on, like the best part rushing, too, was
2: that you yeah. didn't have to get everyone right. Like a nineteen, like a nine exactly. leg parlay, you could get right. seven out of nine, right. And you had a great day betting.
1: Great day. Right. Exactly. And that was one of the things that kind of uh, kind of prompted in, in Munaf and I's mind was like, I feel like we could have a show dedicated straight to props because there's so much, there's so much conversation just around spreads and totals and so forth. But pro- player props gets everyone involved. You always have some skin in the game. You can you can get so granular with it that you can have so much fun and make some money in the process. So I think just the edge of getting into the books a little bit more that we could do our own research and not have to go against all these sharps all the time. Um, It just gives us a little bit more uh, satisfaction and pride out of, out of your handicapping.
2: It's funny because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of friends of mine who are degenerate sharp betters who I learned so much from because they've been doing this for 30, 40 years. They never got into props either. They just added me to the group chat because I became really close friends with them. A few of them said, Ariel, what do you got tonight? And they said that I've given them a new appreciation for not just betting for the game. They yeah. said that they would bet sides and not care to watch. Now that they bet props with me, they love watching games. They said it just makes it so much fun again to be able to root for an individual player. And that to me made me think, wow, we really were ahead of the game here on the East Coast over yeah. Vegas for wanting to focus on props.
1: Definitely. And I wanted to follow up with that just because like, I've been following you on Twitter for a while now, and I noticed you have this process for how you're actually uh, doing your research. And I know you're a a bit old school. You still write everything down. Um, I know Munaf also does that as well. So I think you guys got some, something in common there, but I kind of want to get a little bit understanding of what goes into your process of, of looking into player props.
2: Every sport's different. Of course, Um, we can focus on NFL with Super Bowl coming up when it comes to the playoffs in the NFL. I try my best to not bet a lot of the typical receiving yards, passing yards, rushing yards, props. The only receiving yards prop that I really will focus on is tight ends. I'll focus on running back receiving yards. I'll focus on quarterback pass attempts. I won't focus on their passing yards. The numbers are just so sharp, especially when you get down to four games, two games, no. one game. These books, know. And that's why I don't look to what everyone else likes to look at. People tell me all the time when they say to me, tell me your process. I go, "Uh, what's your process? They say, oh, well, you know, the passing yards, it just seems really high or it seems really low. Like, what do you mean? It seems low. Did you do any research? Did you add anything? Did they, oh well he he hit that in the last two games. Okay, well, he was probably up against the bottom 10 defense against the yeah. pass. Yeah. Now he's up against the best pass defense. So now what do you do? That's why people don't understand. You have to go by matchup. I go by matchups. I look at similar to let's just say for the Super Bowl, for example, if I want to go offensive player props, the offensive player props I look at. Let's see. Okay, Tennessee and Kansas City, Tennessee and Kansas City face the Bengals. And these two defenses are nowhere near as good as the Rams run defense. The Rams run defense. This is going to be the toughest pass attack that they're going to see Cincinnati in the playoffs. That's taking a big factor. That's a big factor for me when it comes to pass attempts, because if you're going to try to run the ball against Aaron Donald and Von Miller, good luck to you. And second of all. In the playoffs, I like to focus more on defensive and special teams props. I've learned from a lot of sports books that they do not look at defensive tackle props. They've started to pay attention more now to the field goal props. They did not pay attention to that in the regular season. And you know that because for the most part, unless your name's Justin Tucker, the books kept you at one and a half field goals at minus 120 for most of the season, minus 110 even. They barely touched it. You had some players that were going to kick four field goals in a game and the books only kept it at one and a half. Now they got smart in the Super Bowl and they juiced those field goal props to minus 150 and minus 155. Last year, I also realized with total tackle props because I love the Tampa Bay Bucks linebacker Devin White. He's my favorite player in the NFL for the year of 2020-2021. He had over 10 tackles in every playoff game last year, and the book continued to book him at nine and a half until the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, they moved him to ten and a half, and he still hit it. That's why I started focusing on tackle props, because I realized if you're not going to move this number until the Super Bowl, the same way they didn't with Von Miller this year either. Von Miller's been at three and a half the entire playoffs. Finally, the Super Bowl, they moved him to four and a half. Those are the markets you have to attack when the books don't adjust.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point right there is that, and I think, Dan, I keep on using this example And we were talking about player props on the NBA Gambling Podcast last year, is that sometimes it takes a while for the books to adjust on, you know, whether it's certain type of player props like the defensive tackles or the kicking or players that are just kind of flying under the radar. And I keep bringing this example up with Dan's that last season he identified Moses Brown when there was a plethora of injuries with the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. And he was just walking into double-doubles I think like four or five, six games in a row before the market caught on onto it. And I'm always appreciative of Dan and and finding those type of player props where, you know, that's where you got to take advantage of. And that's another great example that you just brought up is that some of these markets, it's the prop betting market. It's such a huge market because there's so many players involved in so many different categories that it's probably impossible for the books to keep track of every single player within every single statistical category. And, we brought on Rod and I, you, I know you did the uh, fantasy football podcast with him. When we were doing a prop cast between me and Dan, he was and I brought him out. We brought him on as a co-host for the Thursday night games. And it just made too much sense because we're talking about fantasy football. That kind of ties into player prop betting as well. And he was one of the first ones on the prop cast to bring up kicking props. He was the first one to bring in those defensive tackle uh, uh, props that, you know, he was hitting on that market didn't get caught up on. Um, and it's, it's, it's so fun to kind of dive into these markets versus the traditional, you know, side total and money line bet. So it's been a lot of fun this season. It's really been profitable kind of transitioning into this season, particularly, um, for this NFL season, kind of want to get your general thoughts on the overall season and how your player prop betting went this season before we get into the Super Bowl.
2: The first half of the year was good. Second half of the year, I'm telling you, the books got good. They got yeah. real good at handy at, at booking these lines. There were certain props that I usually focus in on that the books were, I guess, spot on. I had a really rough end of the it was a really rough November, December for me, which is very weird for me to have. A very off two months sometimes you have a bad month here and there that's normal two months in a row was i i was depressed i mean not really but like i was i was asking friends what do i do like this has never happened to me i've been capping props now for three years i've never had a streak like this the books started to catch on to props and I had to get smarter. I had to look for more underrated players, try to find players like, uh, what's his name? Cully frame and Brown is that from Detroit. Um, and I think I'm messing up his name or, or I'm the on, uh, I'm, Brown. A, I'm on St. Brown. On yeah. St. Brown. Okay. That's what I'm on St. Brown. Um, I remember finding him for a few weeks and that was fun riding his riding his longest reception streak, riding his receiving yards. I didn't even know who he was. He was on Detroit. I finally figured it out. I turned on it. I literally went to red zone or not red zone Sunday ticket. And I watched the Lions game just to see him because I was like, what is this guy? His numbers are incredible and no one's catching up. Eventually they did. Um, I also really started to like these receiving yards props for running backs. Finding these defenses that struggled against pass catching running backs was a big savior for me. Um, defensive tackle props, I only was focusing in on for primetime games. They're really tough to tap. They're really tough to tackle. No pun intended. Really tough to tackle in a big Sunday slate because Sunday slates, there's just so many different games. And the way I like to attack those is by looking at. The position that tackles the team, like let's just say for Super Bowl, for example, I look at the Cincinnati Bengals and I'll go back to every single one of their games one by one and see who the leading linebacker or who the leading tackler was. And then I go do the math as to how many of those positions, whether it's linebacker, defensive tackles, safeties, et cetera, who had the most tackles in majority of their games. A lot of the times it's a linebacker, unless you're the Los Angeles Rams, it tends to be a safety So those are the ways that I like to do that, but it's really tough to do on a Sunday. Um, The field goal props were probably my storyline of the year, though. Field goal props, being able to bet those over one and a half, minus 110, minus 120 for some really good field goal, for some really good kickers, especially players that were playing inside. Those were a lot of the more successful bets of the year was finding the better kickers and betting those special teams props.
0: Dan, uh, we... I think we had a pretty incredible season when we did the season-long player props, and I think we did a pretty good job a week to week, you know, identifying players I kind of flying under the radar. Uh, but there was a particular player in, um, well, there's a in particular player that I was pounding every single week, and and I would check what you would have uh, as far as your player props weekly, and it was like we shamed a uh, shared a brain, and it was Justin Jefferson over longest reception.
2: Oh, and, love,
0: yeah, and. Love. It, We were, I was at every single week, whether I was writing an article for the website or or if Dan and I were discussing it on a prop cast, I would, if it was anywhere like 21 and a half, 23 and a half before the market caught up to it, it was absolutely cashing at a higher rate because Kirk Cousins, we know off of that play action, there was only one guy that was looking down the field and it was Justin Jefferson. And those were like so good to me this season. Um, and I was I was glad to see that we were both aligned on that one as well when I was uh, looking at your player props every Sunday.
2: Oh, my yeah. gosh. I love those. So
0: yeah. And okay. uh, anything else that kind of stood out over the season for you?
1: Uh, no, I mean, I, I just think that uh, I think you guys are probably the most frequent longest reception uh, <laughs> prop cappers that I've seen. Uh, so I always appreciate it. I never really got down on it because it was always, I don't know. I just never, that's never the one that I played, but it was obviously very profitable uh, this season, but that's actually one of the angles that I'm going with for the pro bowl is that I'm expecting Kirk cousins to actually play pretty well considering this is the first time he's actually earned a spot and not just been like an injury replacement. So um, I'm stacking him and and uh, Justin Jefferson. I think these, they're going to have really good, really a, a really good outing um, in the pro bowl here. Yeah. hundred percent should be a lot of fun. I have a couple of uh, friends out there in Vegas, uh, uh,
0: attending the pro bowl. So I told him to send me a lot of pictures, but uh, that yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's do this. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into the uh, Super Bowl discussion and as well as our prop bets for the big game. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Win Bets now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon, Louisiana. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now live in New York. Don't forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part? You can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out. Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app gives you free. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you and play against them against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, the big game goes off next Sunday, obviously the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, let's just start with some general thoughts and maybe the you know the path that both of these teams have taken to get to the Super Bowl. Um, Eric, I'll start with you. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, at least for me, were kind of a big surprise because I was down on them this year, but kind of your takeaways from the Bengals this season and also the Los Angeles Rams. Um, are you surprised to see Joey B and the Bengals here or were you kind of expecting this?
2: If anyone says they were expecting this, you're nuts. There's no way. You're a liar. You need <laughs> some kind of test like to be t- Like, Come on. This was a team that the books had at 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl preseason. Yeah. That's the same odds as the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bengals also were 23 to 1 to win the AFC North, the longest odds to win that division. Granted, there were some key injuries along the way in the AFC North. There is a quarterback named Ben Roethlisberger who was on his way out to retirement and the Cleveland Browns continued to look like poop, I guess you could say. Um, I'd catch myself. They were terrible. And that's why. Okay, so Cincinnati, I'm not going to say had an easy path. The AFC North was still very difficult for them. Then you go to the playoffs. Well, Tennessee completely fell flat and the Kansas City Chiefs. You've got to give the Bengals defense. They shut down an amazing offense in the second half. Their adjustments have been amazing, which you credit to the coaching staff also. I never expected Cincinnati to be here. I said they were overrated for the last month. They allowed for the Ravens third string quarterback to put up 21 points against them. I mean, come on, you should have put the, you should have limited the Ravens to three and that should include a Justin Tucker's 60 yard field goal. Like that's how that game should have turned out. The Bengals offense is incredible, except their offensive line and their offense can slash you in so many ways. And that's my concern for the Rams because they're a really bad secondary. The problem is they have a really, really good defensive line and they are going up against the worst offensive line in the NFL, the worst offensive line in the playoffs. They've allowed for 12 sacks on Joe Burrow, which is the most of any playoff team. That's my concern for Cincinnati. You have not seen a defensive front this strong this postseason yet.
1: Dan? Yeah, well stated. Uh, I think that everyone's pretty surprised that the Bengals made it this far. Um, I I certainly did not have them going anywhere near. I, I bet against them in the first three chances I had to in, in the postseason, and they made me look bad. So uh, I'm out for blood now. I w- would love to see a Rams victory here just to uh, make back some of that coin, <laughs> but uh yeah, you can't, you can't overstate. I mean, it's just been phenomenal what Joe Burrow's done in uh year two here. I mean, he just looks like a vet and he's just so cool. Joe cool. Obviously um he's not, he's not scared of the moment. And uh, I think we've seen him step up and go up against. Well, I mean, I thought the chiefs was, that was, that was really the, uh, the, the changing of the guard for me. Um uh, granted, you know, Mahomes did, and Andy Reid really did blow that second half, but the adjustments that Zach Taylor made in the second half, um, I think was really the turning point for this season, and um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I don't know this is going to be such of a high-scoring game that we've, we would expect for two of these really good quarterbacks, but um, I'm just excited for a uh, we made this Super Bowl here. We got two teams. I love the parody of the NFL right now, where the Bengals coming completely out of nowhere to make the Super Bowl. Pretty cool story. And who knows? Matt Stafford would love to see him get a ring just for his yep. career. And what this would do just to really solidify Aaron Donald as one of the best defensive players ever. Yeah,
0: 100%. Man, I'm, I think that this game is going to be one in the trenches, right? Between this offensive line of the Bengals and this stout. um, defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. Before we get into the player props, Errol, you didn't mention anything about your, your team in the AFC North there. Obviously, they had the injury to Lamar Jackson, but um, <laughs> quickly, uh, your team, the Baltimore Ravens, how, how did you, the, obviously uh, the injury with Jackson, but did you think that with the healthy Lamar Jackson, maybe we're not going to know, about that they would have made a run in the AFC. The
2: Ravens? postseason chances or at least their Super Bowl chances ended with Marcus Peters tearing his ACL before the season started. This has nothing to do. I mean, listen, it had a lot to do with Lamar Jackson missing the second half of the year. I thought Tyler Huntley filled in amazing. Tyler Huntley is my favorite backup quarterback ever. The Ravens did the (laughs) best job in solidifying him because there's not many times that you can have a backup quarterback to Lamar Jackson, an MVP, that you could keep your offense the same. There's no one else in the league that you could keep your offense exactly the same unless you have Tyler Huntley as your quarterback. It was the defense. Their defense lost everybody. There were so many times this year that John Harbaugh, their head coach, got so much flack, but he ha- he couldn't go – he couldn't kick field goals, and he couldn't close games out with Justin Tucker or sending games to overtime because he didn't trust his defense. I didn't mind him going for two so many times because he knew his defense was done. The secondary had no cornerbacks left. They even called back a corner. They called back a few cornerbacks that just knew the system because they were desperate. I'm shocked. Eric Weddle didn't make an appearance on the Ravens this year. (laughs) Their defense is the reason that they had no postseason shot. Not, I I really do believe Tyler Huntley could have had a shot leading this team to the playoffs. If his defense was better, unfortunately you look at the game against the Bengals. Joe Burrow had to have gone off for 500 passing yards. The Ravens were playing with every single train. I mean, they were pulling guys off the practice squad. They were pulling guys off the street. They had no other options. So the injuries, not just to Lamar Jackson, to the entire team are the reasons that the Ravens did not make it into the postseason, not make it into the Super Bowl. I love them, though, next year. I love them. If they get healthy, they have Marcus Peters one more year. They're going to end up signing Lamar Jackson. Everyone in Baltimore is apparently talking about not signing Lamar whatever, these people are so dumb. Right. If, as long as their defense gets healthy next year and they are turning things over with the new defensive coordinator and you get better on the offensive line, keep Lamar healthy, I would bet the over on the Ravens win total next year.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, with the Raiders, obviously with the healthy Lamar Jackson um, and, and that rush attack and, and getting guys healthy, I think even losing Gus Edwards was was huge for them in the beginning JK of the Dobbins. year. Yep. Yeah, J.K. JK Dobbins. Dobbins. I, mean, I forget
2: about the running backs. That happened even right. before Marcus <laughs> Peters happened. Yeah. And right. then Marcus yeah. Peters happened, and I just was ready to jump off the George Washington <laughs> Bridge. But the, the running backs, they lost all their running backs, and that's they were the leading rush. They were the best rushing offense in football last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm getting, now
2: I'm getting hot. I'm getting, I'm getting sweaty.
0: (laughs) Come down to Texas. We have freezing temperatures down here right now. Um, But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Getting back to uh, yeah. To wrap up the Ravens, you know, Getting healthy, I think, is obviously going to be the big key with them. You know, getting guys, J.K. Dobbins back, Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson, Marcus Peters, I think that's going to be big for them next year. But uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about the They're going to destroy
2: the Bengals. They're going to crush them. Maybe next year they'll
0: be in the uh, Super Bowl as the AFC contender or the AFC uh, (laughs) champion uh, being in the Super Bowl. Let's dive into these prop bets for the big game, the Super Bowl. Prop queen, I will give it to you first. Your first – prop bet here for the big game.
2: Okay. I'm still deciding which one I like better. However, I'm betting the over four and a half total tackles on Aaron Donald and Von Miller. I like them both. And they've both gone over this number in the same game multiple times. The thing is, if you look to how bad this offensive line is in Cincinnati, it benefits both of them because Von Miller has been coming off the other edge of Aaron Donald. So the two of them really have a good shot at not only some sacks, just some tackles in general, too. Um, I I realize Aaron Donald's been super quiet this postseason. He hasn't gone over this prop, I don't think, in any of the games. Maybe game one. Von Miller went over this in the first two games, didn't go over it in the championship. When you've got two of these great defensive players that can have at least five tackles in a game, and nonetheless, the book adjusted on Von Miller from three and a half to four and a half. Aaron Donald's been at four and a half. It's in plus money, plus 100, I saw. Then I'm gonna take both because I assume in this kind of game, in a game that I believe that the Rams will win, that these two have to play a factor, or at least one of these two have to play a factor. Considering it's the Super Bowl and I'm not going to be this, oh, I'm not. I'm going all out. It's one game. I'm going all out. If I'm stuck between two players, I'm betting on both because it's the Super Bowl. And I know it's not the smartest thing in the world. I just have looked back in the past and the two of them have gone over this together many times. That's why I don't mind taking both. So give me the over four and a half total tackles on Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Dan, thoughts on that?
1: I mean, you gotta bank on I, I like banking on the star players, right? And we know how good this this front line is for the the Rams. And I think they're gonna have a hell of a day. I mean, I think that they're gonna wanna will this one for Aaron Darnold for or for Sam Darn Aaron Darnold. I don't know why it's Sam Darnold in my head there for a second. Um, but for Von Miller, OBJ, like all these star players for the the Rams, they want this. So I think we're gonna see the best version of both of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the Rams really sold out. I mean, they traded away their all their future assets to get all these players on this team. Right. We talked about Vaughn Miller. We talked about OBJ, Matthew Stafford in particular, their quarterback. So um, yeah, like you said, Dan uh, the stars are going to have to shine in this game. I think it's going to be led by their front two guys, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. So I do love them um, to really just eat against his offensive line. Cause I think they are going to get exposed in this game. Um, on on next Sunday in the Super Bowl. Dan, uh, player prop number one or prop bet number one for the game. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I'm going with the kickers here. Um, Was really surprised to see that the Bengals' total field goals made was sitting at one and a half on DraftKings. So I'm going to take the over on that one. Um, Evan McPherson, this dude is just lights out. He's He's gone over this in seven straight. He's 12 for 12 in the playoffs, 46 for 48 on the season. Um, he's a perfect 20 for 20 on the road this year and six for six indoors. So really think that there's a really good opportunity for this guy to hit a couple field goals. The Rams have allowed two field goal attempts in 13 of 20 games this season. That's a 65 percent 65 percent of the time and the Bengals they've really struggled in the red zone in the postseason. They've only scored a TD on four of 11 trips. Um, so I'm thinking you know the way that this game is trending with a lot of the sharp money coming on the under. I think this is going to be uh, this teams are going to trade field goals. So I'm actually I to be mad at, at uh Evan McPherson over seven and a half points, that's at minus 135. You could probably find some, I, I might double this up and put Matt Gay over one and a half, too. Um, because I think both of these kickers are going to be very active in this game. Um, with being that the the under is just trending down so heavily, yeah. I think points will probably going to be at a
0: premium in this game, and I think that if you get down in the red zone, you and gonna... I fourth and three situation from the five. I'm pretty sure that Zach time is going to trot out uh, McPherson out there to kick the field goal. And, you know, we, we always, see the, 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 the kicks that happen right before the half, you know, they, they kind of push the pace in the two minute warning. And then after the two minute warning, two minute drill, to at least put up some type of points before you get into the halftime. So that might be another situation. So, but like you mentioned, Dan, that, um, you know, 11 red zone trips, only four, what, touchdowns, you said there, and the rest have been field yeah. goals for them. So I do love this kicker prop. Ariel, you were talking about uh, kicker, kicker props uh, at the top of the show. What do you think about this one?
2: Oh, yeah, I love it. I'm going to be betting the same thing. I love the over one and a half field goals. I like any of the field goal props when it comes to longest field goal kick. Also, you could find that somewhere. I know it gets... I know that it gets put out eventually. I think I was looking for it and I didn't find it legally yet. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> that I, I'm hoping that it comes out soon because I've seen them before for the over on longest kick and that's somewhere I'm going to be looking as well.
1: There we go. Yeah, real Our quick, first, real yeah, quick. I want, yeah. want to throw in one last line. Um, I forgot Zach, Zach Taylor, super conservative. He's bottom five in going forward on fourth down, only Ooh, attempting 1.1 like per stat. game. So I, I think he's, he's definitely going to line up McPherson for how reliable he's been. He's very trustworthy. I
2: feel like the second most bought Jersey behind Joe burrow. It has to be McPherson. (laughs) I've been talking about it for every playoff game (laughs) that these Bengals fans are running around in McPherson jerseys. He's been incredible this postseason.
0: Yeah, he really has. I mean, it's crazy. What they, they even drafted him, didn't they? The Bengals to, uh, come in and kick field goals for the many and i mean rightfully so he's been really good for them it's paying off yeah not only in the postseason but all season long and here they are in the uh, super bowl as the uh, afc champion um for my first player prop, i'm going to talk about uh what well, we just talked about aaron donald aaron donald von miller in that defensive line i'm going to take rams total sacks i'm going to go over three and a half here um at plus 115 and I, I talked about this earlier, and I said, I think this is going to be the game where it's going to be won in the trenches and at the line of scrimmage. And we've seen over the playoff run, the offensive line for the Bengals has not been great, to say the least, and done a good job of blocking for Joe Burrow. If we kind of look at the numbers from at least the season, the Rams are the number one team in pass rush win rate, number one in run stop win rate, and the Rams finished season number five in defensive DVOA. The Bengals on the season ranked number 30 in pass block win rate. I mean, one of the worst offensive lines um, on the season and especially here in the playoffs. So let's not forget the Titans were able to get nine sacks on Joey B in that game. Now they have to go up against the best defensive player in Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd in that pass rush. And I think it's I think it's going to be a game where we might see Aaron Donald get to himself. And I wouldn't be surprised as, you know, Leonard Floyd and, and Von Miller each got one themselves. So I, I'm going to take the Rams total sacks over three and a half for this game at plus money here. Uh, Dan, what do you think?
1: I think you're, you're, you're banking on the right team here. I, I think we, we know how bad the Bengals offensive line is. It was going to hurt one of my props later, but that's okay. That's a uh, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I mean, you, you got to expect that this Rams front is going to have a field day. This is the best defense that the Bengals have faced in the postseason yet. Um, there, it's going to be Joey B is going to be running for his life here a little bit. But I think we've seen his mobility in the pocket uh, actually do go very well. But um, with, with both edge rushers, edge rushers coming off, it's it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough for this offensive line.
0: I think t- it t- it ties in very nicely with uh, uh, Ariel's uh, Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald prop here. So hopefully, uh, yeah, those those uh, tackles nice. that they wanted, they are they turn into sacks as well. Um, let's go with a uh, prop number two, Ariel. What do you got?
2: I'm going with the over on 26 and a half, 27 and a half yards, depending on when you find it. Jamar Chase longest reception. He's had over 30. 30- uh, he's had a catch of over 30 yards in 14 different games this or excuse me. Uh, yeah, 14 different games this year. He also when you look at um, uh, wait, I totally messed that up. That's my bad. It's the Rams have allowed for a catch of over 30 yards in 14 games this year. That's the stat. Jamar Chase is also, he's been so good with these longest receptions. And the thing is, he's going to be up against Jalen Ramsey. I don't want to do that mainstream receiving yards prop because that's still going to be requiring for him to go over 85 receiving yards, 90 receiving yards. I'd rather him just have one big catch. You know, that Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the football a lot. He's going to be targeting the man that he targeted and has had success with not only this year in a national championship game at LSU, I love for Jamar Chase to have one deep ball against this Rams secondary who ranks fourth worst regarding receiving yards allowed to wide receivers. That's why I like his over for his longest reception Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, Chase was another guy that I was on this season as well for longest reception. Um I mean, look early on in the season since week one, he had 50, 42, 44, 70, 82. Um, the list goes on and on. And in the three games so far this season, he had a what 57 and 28, uh, respectively. It's already in the first two games against the Raiders and the Titans here. So, yeah, we know that Joey B is going to be looking out for his boy Jamar Chase in this game. But I, I do love this prop. Any longest reception prop to go over, I don't care. I love those, prop. those are fun props to bet on.
1: But Dan, thoughts on Jamar Chase? A yak beast. So yeah. I mean, whether he's taking this as a screen pass, you know, I, I, I expect that Joe Burrow's going to probably have to get the ball out quickly. Um, So he's going to have plenty of opportunities in, in the screen game, and or if he can get downfield, get to the second level to get over this prop. So if you're going to bank on someone to have longest reception, I think it would be Jamar Chase here. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Uh, let's go with your second player prop or prop bet, man. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going with. Cam Akers under 65 and a half rushing yards. Um, I've seen this on different books. I think PointsBet has the the, the highest total there. It's 65 and a half, so I'm going to go with that one. Um, while Cam Akers' story is, is obviously epic coming back from an Achilles injury in less than a year, which is just ridiculous, he hasn't been that great rushing the ball. Um, his highest rushing total in the three games in the postseason is 55, and while his, his workload did seem promising um, as, the season, as the postseason started, getting 17 carries against the Cardinals, he had 20 24 against the Bucks, but that dropped to only 13 in the divisional round, and this is probably due to his shoulder injury. He left yeah. in the second quarter with that injury. I don't know that he's totally healthy. He has yet to practice, yet, granted, you still have this weak layover between the Super Bowl, but I'm expecting him to play, but I think we're going to see a lot more Sony Michelle than uh, Sean McVay maybe leading on here. He did have 10 carries to um, Acres 13 last game, um, and with that shoulder injury, I just can't bank on him getting 65 and a half uh, rushing yards here, so I'm going to take the under.
0: Yeah, I, I like this as well. Um, this was another one that I was looking at, and and you talked about how you know he hasn't gotten two sixty yards in uh, three the three postseason games so far this uh, this postseason, and the attempts, like you said, have gone down. I, I agree with the point that you made about Sonny Michel because he probably he has that postseason experience, especially that he was with the New England uh, Patriots, yeah. and you know we've seen Cam Akers. I think it was that Tampa game where he had those fumbles, right? He had two fumbles yeah. in that game, and you know, if he fumbles one in this game, we might just see Sonny Michelle rest of the way um, as far as ball security for um, for the Rams and Sean McVay's offense. So I do like this to get under. I think that we might, even though Sean McVay has been known to be a traditional one back um, system kind of guy, I think we might see a more of a dual thing here between Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. But any thoughts on uh, this player prop uh, area?
2: Yeah, I like it because Cam Akers to me, this entire postseason has been way more of the pass catching back. You could rely on Sonny Michelle. Look at him in the last game. Last game, he put up a bunch. He had a bunch of first downs in the first in that last game, uh, in the NFC Championship game. He was running for ten yards at a time. No big deal. Michelle's been the more. Hard nose like horseback, whereas you've got someone like a Cam Akers, you can be more of your pass catching back. And that's why I have been targeting that under on rushing yards for Akers and more so the over on receiving yards for Akers instead. Yeah.
0: Football. Speaking of pass catching backs, with my next player problem, I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon over 26 and a half receiving yards. And you no, know, he's really emerged as a pass catching back for the Bengals this season, and in particular in the um, in the playoffs here. I know last week I also did take him to get over uh, his um, reception yards, but he fell a little short, but this one has come down a bit at 26 and a half. And, you know, like I talked about in the three playoff games, uh, Mixon has gone over this projection for the Bengals. He has uh, the one thing that really stuck out for me was the targets. He has five or more targets in the last five games dating back to the regular season, but also has five or more targets in two of the three playoff games so far. Um, the Rams defense dating back to the final game of the regular season has allowed opposing running backs to get over this projection in every single game. And in the last two weeks of the playoffs uh, for the Rams, they've allowed opposing running backs to eclipse this projection. Leonard Fournette for the Tampa Bay Bucks had 56 receiving yards last week. We saw Elijah Mitchell get loose for 50 receiving yards as well. And then all three and then in the games this season. For the Rams, uh, they're allowing an average of 39 receiving yards to opposing running backs. So I think that Joe Mixon, um, especially with that pass rush coming at uh, this um, offensive line of the Bengals, we might see some quick passes or some screen passes at Joe Mixon and and maybe get him uh, loose and maybe loosen up the defense a little bit that way. So I'm going to go Joe Mixon over 26 receiving yards here. Ariel, what do you think?
2: I've been riding the Joe Mixon over receiving yards a bunch in the last month or two of the season, especially when up against the defense, bottom 10 against pass catching running backs. I don't know if that's necessarily the Rams, but I do know that I have a bunch of friends of mine who are huge prop bettors too, and they love the over on the Mixon receiving yards. I have a couple that just pulled the trigger a few days ago. This is a number that I could see going up as we get closer to the Super Bowl. You're right. You're going to have to see Burrow have to dump the ball off. And that's why my next prop I'll give out is why I like uh, that one, because you have a pass catching running back that you can dump the ball off to and not worry about running the football against one of the best run defenses in the league.
0: Dan, I know you had Joe Mixon uh, total scrimmage yards to get over this season and you absolutely crushed it. Uh, Your boy, Joe Mixon, man, what do you think here?
1: Uh, I like it. I'm a little bit concerned about Samaji P. Ryan, just a little bit. I yeah, mean, he I burned, just, burned me in the last
2: one. That's yeah. probably why I'm like too <laughs> nervous to pull the trigger right now. Because right, right. he burned me with 27 receiving yards. 27 right? and a half was the prop on Mixon last week. Uh-huh. And yeah. I was fuming
1: because <laughs> he could have easily taken that screen pass to the house. Come on.
2: Magic um, Give me a break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's bitter. literally the only reason why, why I'm hesitant on it was I, I think after him scoring that touchdown, I don't know if that boosted his cred up a little bit, but I think he could get a, he could spell Mixon a little bit. And for what I'm expecting to see, um, I think he might be a little bit more involved in the pass game because Joe mix is going to be doing other things, but I'll, I'll, I'll tease that later.
0: <laughs> All right. Last round of player props here, Ariel. What do you got?
2: I like the over 36 and a half pass attempts on Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow. I see the Bengals playing from behind. If you've got them at plus four and a half for the sports books, it, they're indicating that they're clearly the underdog. And if you're the underdog and you're losing, you pass the football. Yep. You also get to pass the football against an atrocious secondary. As I've mentioned before, the Rams allow the fourth most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. Why not throw the football? Why not attack where the Rams are weak? That's in the passing game. You also have a running back that can catch the football, like we just mentioned with Joe Mixon. That's why it doesn't even concern me. There are certain teams where I'm concerned for pass attempt props because they have really good running backs that are hard-nosed that can run the football really well, like the Titans with Derrick Henry. That's why certain teams, I, I don't bet these pass attempts props. When it's the Bengals and you have to dump the ball off because you've got one of the better defensive fronts pressuring you, well, you get your pass attempts when it's up against when you when you're throwing the ball to Joe Mixon. And um, I just I like this number for Joe Burrow. I know it's pretty high. He did have 38 and 37 pass attempts in his last couple of NFL playoff games. That's why I don't mind taking the over on a player that could be playing from behind against the defense that struggles against the pass.
0: Yeah, I think that's really the key. Is that you know they most probably will be playing from behind. Um, and they're going to have to come out. They're going to eventually have to start throwing the football. Um, and and like it works for the
2: field goals. It works yeah. great for the field goals. Works because if you're going to keep goals. kicking field goals, <laughs> then let's correlate that with pass attempts, Rob, because you, if you're going to keep kicking field goals against the Rams, you're playing from behind.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And like <laughs> Daniel talked about, like, uh, what, 11 red zone, uh
1: Trips struggle, in the, yeah, and only, struggle and, and they'll and only get four, there, but they'll struggle.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, Dan,
1: let's go with your next player problem. What do you got? Uh, listen to you guys. I hate this now. Um, <laughs> I was going to go Joe Mixon over 16 and a half carries at minus minus one twenty-eight DK. Now the only reason that I'm banking on this is because as much as I think that the Rams can, the Rams secondary is going to get exposed. They have to set that up in some way. And I think this game's going to be a little bit closer um, and I'm expecting that uh, Zach Taylor is just going to run the ball with Joe Mixon. So he's gone over this line in eight of his last 10 with an average of 19.4 carries over that span. But as Ariel stated, as an underdog, surprisingly, he's gone over this in 16 out of 20 games. Mm. So I'm banking, even though that they may be behind, Zach Taylor loves to just run the ball. And uh, he's, he's done this. In- field goals. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly why he's 100%. Yeah. Um, He's done this in two out of the three playoff games, including 21 against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. They got to protect Burrow. And for much of the reasons why we were saying that Aaron Donald's going to be in his face and Von Miller's going to be having problems in the backfield... They got to beef up the line. So I'm hoping CJ Uzoma plays. They run two tight end set for a little bit more than we're expecting. And they try to control the clock, keep Stafford off the field, keep those big plays down, make this a slower place game to kind of play into that under. And then you see Joe Burrow, hopefully go or Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon go over 16 and a half attempts. But uh, this one, I'm probably going to be sweating the most. If this gets out of hand, this could get ugly, but uh, I'm hoping that the Bengals can keep pace here and, and show the way that they have been. Um, throughout the postseason.
0: Look, if we get a game like we did the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that ended up like 13 to 3, then I'm pretty sure that you're going to hit this (laughs) Perfect for Joe Mixon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that was just so hard to watch. But uh, that uh, was pitiful. Yeah, Joe Mixon, rush attempts here.
2: I probably am not going to be betting any kind of rushing on Joe Mixon. But the thing is, I like that you went with attempts over yardage. Who cares if he gets one yard a carry? As long as the attempt is there, then I like the reasoning. And that's the thing. That's the beauty of explaining your props and explaining your bets as opposed to just giving them out on Twitter. You, you made me think <laughs> about it. Like, really, it's because it's true. If you want to decrease the pressure on your quarterback, then hand the ball off to your running back so that it at least opens up the game a little bit For the defense to know that you're going to be attempting this and you better watch out because Joe Mixon can break one for 55 yards and you're going to be annoyed that you were trying to just apply pressure on Joe Burrow. That's uh, that's why I, I really agree with your reasoning there. I would definitely go if anyone wanted to focus on any kind of rushing on Mixon, make sure it's the attempts and not yardage.
1: All right, I feel better now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's why I go on—I go on podcasts with smart people because then it makes me think. So now I'm gonna have to think about. It. I'm gonna have to like look into this because your trends are incredible.
0: Okay, for my last one, I'm gonna go, uh, and this was really interesting when I was looking at this player's um, game log and stat box, and that's gonna be Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna go over five and a half rushing yards here, and I was really surprised, like I was talking about, I, when I saw. Yeah, the rush attempts for Stafford, especially in the three playoff games this season. So during the 17 or yeah, seventeen game regular season, he had a total of 32 rush attempts and he only got 43 uh, rushing yards. But so far in the three playoff games, he had 15 rush attempts, which equated to about 36 total rushing yards. And Stafford has rushed for at least 22 or he rushed for 22 yards against the Cardinals. He had six against the Bucs and eight against the 49ers last weekend. And, and that included the kneel down that he had at the end of the game. He broke one off, I think, for 14 yards last week against the 49ers. And it seems like that Stafford is willing to, you know, tuck the ball down and get whatever he can in front of him versus making an errant throw and making a mistake and throwing an interception. And Bagel's defense allowed 20 rushing yards to Derek Carr. They gave him 12 to Ryan Tannehill and 19 to Mahomes last week. So I think that the potential of Stafford kneeling it down at the end of the game is there for sure, which may bite into that. But even last week, like I mentioned with the 49ers, he busted out the 14-yard rush uh, attempt, the longest one for at least the season for him and the playoffs. I think this might be not too much to ask for Stafford to get over or at least get six rushing yards here. So I'm going to go Matthew Stafford over five and a half rushing yards here. Uh, We've talked about – Attempts versus uh, rushing yards. But Ariel, what do you think about that one?
2: I'm going to tell you why I don't bet those anymore. And it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. I was betting on the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where Patrick Mahomes had his rushing yards prop go over. Mm -hmm. I actually had the under on the Patrick Mahomes rushing yards in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Remember those kneel downs? Everyone thought they sealed the deal on his over on rushing yards. I was one of the few people that benefited from it. And I got my under, it felt like the luckiest bet ever. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the gambling God said to me, we're giving you this, please don't bet this prop anymore. <laughs> I have not bet on anyone except Joe Burrow or excuse me, not Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Alan, Jay um, Hurts. <sighs> I think I bet him maybe once. I hated everything about the Eagles. Um, uh, so, sorry. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no.
1: It was very, except Fighting for Quez Watkins.
2: Quez Watkins' longest reception, those were bang. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> I did not rely on Jalen Hurts. I relied on Josh Allen. I rely on Lamar Jackson. Just players that they're either flying over it or they're going under Otherwise, for these mainstream quarterbacks like a Patrick Mahomes, even Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, as much as in the regular season, maybe I'll dabble in the postseason, especially a Super Bowl. I mean, I could see Matt Stafford going over this and then he's so excited (laughs) that they're about to win the Super Bowl and he just like runs to like the one yard line and takes a knee like it's like it's a Super Bowl. They do such stupid things when they're about to win. I'm just going to take my Patrick Mahomes ticket, the under on rushing yards from two years ago, and keep running with it until I die.
0: Damn, we got burned on uh, Tom Brady. We took it over like
1: one and we a did. half,
0: and he had uh. like three or four, and then he had the kneel down, kneel. Score, and then we lost it. He only ended up with one. So, okay. yeah. I'll probably have to revisit <laughs> this one or maybe not put as much of a unit on it.
2: It was, again, it's not a you thing. It's a me <laughs> no, thing. No,
0: but we, the crazy part is that you brought it up and the, the first thing that went to my mind was me and Dan. We talked about Tom Brady. We took like over one and a half yards on him. He got like three and then the kneel down. Small margin yeah. And he
1: had it. He had it. Yeah, And, and we got had burned. to go kneeling. I think it was like yeah.
0: plus, it was even money or almost, I think plus money for it. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens with that. We're brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of the 20 available players to build your lineup for the Bengals vs the Rams game. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game that is $25 to enter and first place takes home $20,000. Use promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Deposit $100 or more to receive the match plus two free 100,000 contest entries. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is Prop swapping the NFL playoffs. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures, like Jamie from New York who sold a $100, 25-1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,000. The buyer got great odds and Jamie made 10 times his money. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most amount of money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has some fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all your big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Make sure to use promo code SGP. Watcher are brought to you by Better Fantasy. The fantasy, se- the fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming in on Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL games. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's solely free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com forward slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com forward slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. Anything else uh, you have, Ariel? Any fun, exotic props you want to throw out for the Super Bowl? I know we'll talk about that next week on the PropCast for all the, you know, the coin flip and all the game props and all the fun props. But do you have anything that kind of sticks out to you or maybe something you've bet in the past uh, just for fun and, and kind of see how it played out for you?
2: Ooh, um, things I've bet in the past. Well, I guess my only thing to add is I won't bet the coin toss. Don't pay oh, the book. Such ten. A bad c- don't pay the book 10 cents to flip a coin. Go make a bet with your friend and flip a coin and put it down 50 bucks and say 50 bucks straight up one way or the other. You're paying 10 cents to the book. It's dumb. Don't bet on the Gatorade color unless you have an inside source because that's (laughs) dumb too. just go put your money on things in the Super Bowl that you actually can do handicapping for. And I know it's fun, but honestly, if you're going to do the dumb bets, go create a prop list and bring it to your Super Bowl party. Put everyone have everyone put $100 in and see who hits their props the most on their prop list. Don't pay the book's juice on these stupid props. It's dumb. That's my advice.
1: There we go. Found uh, his advice think, from the prop queen right there.
0: I, I think the last couple of years we've had like the time of the national anthem actually been leaked. I think this was last. That was
2: my season. fault. That was my fault. I um I have a story for that. If you'd like to hear,
1: yeah, go for We're it. Love to hear it.
2: I have to take half the. So my friend Zach, that's the one that leaked it. Um, he came on my show on Sports Grid because he worked for he works still for a Tampa Bay local news station. He works in the sports department. He's a reporter and photographer. He covers every Bucks game. When the Bucks were in the Super Bowl and he was at the Super Bowl, since it wasn't Tampa, we had him on my show and me and my co host were just joking around. We're like, you know, if you hear the anthem being rehearsed or if you see the Gatorade color, let us know. He was outside of the stadium, heard the rehearsal and started recording it and went and sent it to us and was like, guys, I got it for you guys. And then he leaked it on he put it on Twitter and he got in so much trouble from work, he was no longer allowed to ever be on my shows again. They banned uh, him. He was like, he was like, that's my friend. They said, I don't care. You're no longer allowed on her show. She's a bad influence on you.
0: <laughs>
2: so it was my friend who leaked it and everyone, it went crazy and all of the offshores tickets down. My friends in the betting space were pissed at me because the offshores, like they voided everyone's ticket even if you bet it before it came out. And I had friends who bet it right before it came out and everyone voided the ticket that year. So, yeah, that was the uh, Um, national anthem story.
0: I (laughs) cast mine last year. uh,
2: (laughs) Did you They cast yours? All my friends were all my friends got voided.
0: Oh, no, mine cast. Yeah, I mean, wow. uh, I'll tell you why offline, but, um, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, my cash, so I might have to send you a, your friend a thank you gift or something like that for getting that information for us. <laughs> I'll
2: let you know his spot. He's on Twitter. You can. He'll love okay, it. Awesome. He'll awesome. love it. Send him a
0: random uh,
1: tip. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it for the prop Kaz. Errol, do you have anything else or let's, I know I saw on your Twitter that like you haven't made a decision yet on who you're or who you think is going to win or what side you're backing, but have you come to a decision yet on a prediction for the Super Bowl? I know we're still about ten days out, but uh, prediction yet?
2: Yeah, I'm going. I'm probably going Rams. It, it's my most my my brain. My smart brain says Rams win it. My smart, my smart brain says Rams cover the spread. My Fandom, not even fandom, because I don't care. I, obviously, I don't care about the Bengals. My, just from a fan perspective, of oh my goodness, this is a team of destiny. And look at Georgia, look at Atlanta Braves. These were all teams of destiny this year. Is it the year? And apparently, it's like the year of the lion or something in the Chinese, <laughs> where, like in the China, like uh, in the tiger? Tiger? <laughs> tiger, tiger, yeah, lion? tiger, lion, tiger. The
1: Bengals, Yeah, uh, tiger. I, I, yeah. Sorry, that makes yeah. more sense.
2: The year of the tiger. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Everyone's like tweeting all this stuff about how the Bengals are a team of destiny. And that scares me. And I've been bad at guessing Super Bowls the last couple of years. I always try to fade the trend and I always end up losing. So my smart brain says Rams. I'm probably going to end up playing it with the Rams. I do believe that the games can get one in the trenches and they say that defenses win Super Bowls defenses win championships. That's the better defense. I'm going to probably end up on the Rams.
0: It's funny you said that because it's the year of uh, year of the Tiger. And uh, as soon as you said that, we've had Minty's a great show with a friend. And she put out a tweet. I don't know if she was yep. serious or not.
2: No, she was. She's so serious. Oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> no, she's so serious. It is the year of the Tiger. Sorry, I messed that up. Tigers, Lions, Bears, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's the year of the Tiger. And that's really freaky because that's like, creepy. Come on. This team shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, this was a, a couple
0: of, or not years. But this probably like when the Broncos got steamed by the Seahawks what was that like forty three to eight. Somebody said that was a year of the horse, so that people were betting or uh, betting on the Broncos just because it was a year of the horse, and they ended up getting blown out. but forty three days? Okay, that makes me, yeah, yeah. makes me feel better. Yeah, that makes <laughs> me feel better. I'm with you. I'm on the Rams as well, uh, Dan. Uh, we'll get predictions for us next week. But uh, any final thoughts, man? Before we wrap it up here with the prop queen.
1: No, I just want to say this is awesome. Thank you, Ariel, for coming on. Um, truly live up to the name of the prop queen. So this has definitely been been cool. Great to get your insight um, on the prop side. And uh, and we got a sneak peek of what you're leaning towards for the uh, your final prediction. So cool. You got to debut that here.
2: No, thank you so much for having me on. And it's always so much fun for me to get to talk with people that like to really look into the props market as deeply as I do there's so many times like <laughs> my dad who literally just are <laughs> saying how good they do with props. Sometimes some weeks he does better than me. And I am like, you literally just did that on gut. That's so annoying. So it's, so genetics, it's nice. To, it's nice to learn from people. No, it's not genetics. <laughs> He's just lucky. I guess <laughs> I work hard. He's just lucky.
0: <laughs> no, This was definitely awesome. Uh, we also do have an NBA prop show we do three times a week. So maybe later down the line, what's football oh, yeah. season's over, we'll get you on for that. Uh hopefully. But
2: for sure. Uh,
0: there's a lot of exciting stuff happening for uh Yahoo Sports, uh the Yahoo Sportsbook for the big game. Uh, you wanna touch on that and, and plug uh, plug that in for the listeners?
2: Oh yeah, make sure to head over to Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter, download the Yahoo Sports app. Sports.yahoo.com is also the website. We write so many articles every day and I'm going to be putting up a couple of articles next week, do's and don'ts for the Super Bowl betting. And I'm also going to be putting all my props out on an article. Usually I don't get to do that. Usually I don't get to put any kind of articles out because there's just not enough time when props usually come out Friday, Saturday. Usually the article just doesn't live long enough with the Super Bowl. I get to actually put my props out earlier than Sunday morning. So here we are. I'll have some stuff out next week.
0: Yeah, definitely check out all the stuff that's been happening at Yahoo there. Minty's been on our show numerous, numerous times. Great host, a great group of uh, sports team over there uh, with Yahoo. So definitely check them out. And let the, our followers and listeners know where they can find you on Twitter.
2: Arielle Epstein on Twitter, Arielle Epstein on Instagram. I really need to start building up my Instagram. It's so bad. I just am like addicted to Twitter, but it's a lot
0: more fun. Twitter's just a lot yes. more fun. Uh Dan, to wrap it up, man. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh
1: no. I'll be posting some Pro Bowl prop bets. Uh, so that'll be fun. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus and uh Munaf, We got we got a lot of NBA stuff to talk about, man. Uh I was just getting alerts that uh apparently James Harden is now on the table for the Sixers.
0: Yeah, so. that's why I was kind of distracted looking at my phone.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what's going news. on in Philly right it's now? It's
2: begun. It's all yeah. begun. I'm so pumped. I saw the trade yes. go down with, uh, I think it was Toronto and Los Angeles Clippers. So it's uh, it's definitely heating up.
0: Yeah, definitely. this is the most exciting time for NBA. Uh, definitely got to get down on these player props before these games kick off here. But thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, hopefully we can get you back for the NBA PropCast as well. Uh, We will be back next week with myself, Dan, and Rod to get some more uh, player props and game props and all that fun stuff before the Super Bowl kicks off. Um, Make sure to head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. A lot of great stuff happening there um, between the Winter Olympics. I mean, anything that's going on right now, we've got you covered. But more importantly, for all the Super Bowl content, including this prop cast. So we will be back next week. Till then, you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Good luck with your bets for this weekend and the Super Bowl and all your prop betting. Uh, Let's break these books off and let it ride.